And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Dick Powell stars as Detective Richard Rogue on Rogue's Gallery from 1945. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics. I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. I think I got two out of three last week. I think you did. So we hmm. are on the letter H. Oh, are we? We are. So all of the song H-E titles... H-E double hockey sticks? No, none of them start that way. Um, all of the song titles begin with the letter H. And as we do, we need to ask Mike for his prediction. Mike? I don't know. This is uh, a little tough. I, I, I don't know. Maybe ah. you'll get one of them, I'm sure. <laughs> Which one do you think? The last one? Uh, the last or the maybe the second one? I'm well, thinking I'm the last the one's one? a sure thing. Tough one? I really don't know. You know, uh. you're always a wild card, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see yeah. how it goes. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Here we go. Falling on my head like a memory. Falling, Falling on, on my head, head like, like a, a new mem- emotion. emotion. I want to walk in the open wind. I want to walk in the open wind. I want to talk, talk like, like lovers, lovers do. do. I want to dive into, into your ocean. ocean. Is it raining, raining with, you? with you? So baby, so baby talk, talk to me. me. Right? Mm-hmm. Like lovers do. Like lovers do. Walk with me. Walk with me. <laughs> like lovers like do. Like lovers do. Talk What's... to me. Talk to me. Like lovers do. Yeah. I just brought you right up to the title. Like lovers do. Yep. And then hold me or something like that. Mm, no. Sorry. Hold. Is it got hold in it? It does not. Um, raining in my head like a raining tragedy. in my head like a tragedy, tearing me tearing apart, apart like a new, new emotion. emotion. I want to breathe in the I open want to breathe wind. in the open wind. I want to kiss like lovers do. I want do. to kiss like lovers do. I want to dive into, into your ocean. ocean. Is it raining with, with you? Me. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, you know the song, but I don't know if you know the title. I mean, it's it's, it's a line of the song <sighs> that I brought you to. Listen, um, let me bring you to it one yeah. more time. Come on. Oh, come on, come on. Um, oh, I, something. It's not whole. Walk here, with me here. Listen, is it here? Walk with me, walk. like lovers do. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. 
like lovers do. Here comes the rain again. Yes. Here comes the rain again. Here comes the rain again. The eurythmics. The eurythmics, yeah. That's Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart. Wow. Here comes the rain again. I don't think you're going to get that. I want to talk like lovers do. Want to dive into your ocean. (laughs) Is it raining with you? Baby, talk to me. I got one. You did. That's a good one, right, too. I got one. I got one. Right. I got one. I got one. All right. Ready? Sitting here, eating my heart out, waiting. Sitting here, eating my heart out. Waiting for some lover to call. Wait, wait. Sitting here. Uh, eating my heart out, yeah. waiting. Waiting for some I didn't, lover to call. I didn't call. cleanse my palate. That's Go probably ahead. Have a little on. sorbet. Yeah. I got to get that song out of my head. Right. And now this one. You want me to start over? Yeah. Sitting here, eating my heart out, Sit waiting. Here. Waiting for some lover to call. Mm-hmm. Dialed about a thousand numbers lately. Oh. Almost rang the phone off the wall. God, I know this song. I know you do. I gotta skip that part. Um, that's the, the title right there. Looking for a lover who needs another. Don't want for... another night on my own. Do it like the song I am. does it. I am. She's not doing. Yes, it like I am, the Mike. Song. Am I doing it right? No. Is yes. she doing yes, it? Yes, like... I am, yeah. Mike. Do you Start know the song? Start from the beginning. Right? Yes. Start from the beginning. I'm doing it correctly. Right, start from the beginning. Okay, this is not my fault. Start from the beginning. Sitting here, eating my Sitting heart out, here, waiting. Eating my heart out, baby. Waiting, waiting, waiting for, for some lover, lover to, to call. Come. Dialed about a thousand Dialed numbers, about a thousand lady. numbers, baby. Lately, Lately almost I'll rang the phone, off, the phone the wall. off the wall. And now the next line is the title, just so you know. This is uh, Blondie. It's not okay. And uh, then I'm going to skip that and go, some number, looking for, for some a lover who needs call. another, don't want another night on my own. I want another night on my own. Want to share my love with a warm-blooded lover. Want to bring a wild man wanna back home. Want to bring a wild man back home. Right. Right. And then the next line is, this. got it. It's so, not Blondie? It's not. Um. The next line brings you right into the. Give me the. Start me off at the beginning again, real quick. Sitting here, Sitting eating my here, heart out, eating waiting my heart out, baby. Waiting, waiting for some, some lover to call. call. Right. Dialed about a thousand, thousand numbers, numbers lately. Almost rang the, the phone, phone off the wall. wall. Say the next line. Hot stuff. Ah. Oh my God! It just hit me right there. Hot stuff. Yes. Donna Summer. Donna Summer. Hot yeah, stuff. Hot stuff. Wow. Maybe you should uh, be tired more often. <laughs> I was saying it right. I need some hot stuff, baby, tonight. I need some hot stuff, baby, this evening. Gotta have some hot stuff tonight. Good job. Hot stuff. Hot stuff right. Donna Summer. All right. Okay. Two for two. All right. I have to. No, I Whoa. have to cleanse my Wait, palate. Wait, hang on a second. Cleanse my throat um, and my palate. So you might be three for three. Oh, maybe not. <sighs> oh, don't don't jinx me. All right, here we go. Go ahead. Okay. I, Hot stuff. Yeah, it was right. I met a gin-soaked barroom queen in Memphis. I met a gin-soaked. 
I'm in Memphis, yeah. She tried to take me upstairs for a ride. She tried to take me upstairs for a ride, yeah. She had to heave me right across her shoulder because I just can't seem to drink you off my mind. I know this And it brings you right up to the title right there. Okay. Okay. I laid a divorcee in New York City. I had to put up some kind of a fight. The lady, then she covered me with roses. She... Blew my nose and then she blew my mind. She blew my nose and then she blew my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that brings you up to the to the <sighs> to the title one more time. It's sounding familiar. Listen, I met a gin-soaked barroom queen in Memphis. You know this song. She tried to take me upstairs for she a ride. She tried to take me upstairs. She yeah. had to heave me right across her shoulder. Because I just can't seem to drink you off my mind. This is the one I thought you'd get. Out of the it's three? Like, is it like... um? This is the one I thought you'd know. Something talking woman or something? Right. Honky talk? Honky? Yeah. Is it honky? Yes. Ha, honky talk woman? Yes. Is that the name of the song? Yes. Get out of here. That's not the name of the song. Is it? Really? It's the name of the song? Yeah, honky talk woman. This is the Rolling Stones. That's why I thought you'd get it. Yeah, Honky Tonk Woman. Yes. Upstairs for a ride. It's weird how the brain works. It's very weird watching your brain. It was like there was a crevice in that had it. I had to to get the the rhythm of it. Just can't seem to get off my mind. It is. This is a big night for you. you that's rare. Great song, too. All right, thanks, Lisa. Good song choices. Appreciate it. Great job. When we come back, it's Rogue's Gallery starring Dick Powell. Good detective adventure. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Before Dick Powell played Richard Diamond, Private Detective, he played Richard Rogue on Rogue's Gallery from 1945 to 1947. And it was a great series, really great series. He was a private detective, and um, he usually got knocked out every episode. And when he did, he would be in this subconscious state Um, But he solved all the crimes. This one is called Blood on the Sand. It's sponsored by Fitch Shampoo. I don't think that's around anymore. December 13th, 1945. Here's part one of Rogue's Gallery. The F.W. Fitch Company, makers of those fine Fitch products, presents Dick Powell as Private Detective Richard Rogue. In Rogue's Gallery. Rogue speaking. Well, I was suffering one of my regular attacks of rigor indolence last year when I decided to commune with nature in a gentle sort of a way. So I made a reservation at the L7 Dude Ranch out in the desert. 
The afternoon I arrived at the ranch, I was lolling around the swimming pool, exposing my epidermis to the sun and admiring the scenery, when part of the scenery walked up and took a poke at another part of the scenery over some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen in or out of a white satin bathing suit. The poker was a paunchy 45, the pokey a very slick 30. And the cause of it all was a lovely, lovely 25, blonde and definitely feminine. I stayed out of it. I've told you for the last time, Harding, I want you to stay away from my wife. Brian, please, you've been drinking. This is no place to settle your quarrel with Tom. I'm just as sick of you as you are of me, Mills, and so's Anne. You're no good to anybody. Tom, don't. Not here, Tom. If you don't stay away from my wife, I'll kill you, oh, Harding. please. Come on, Brian. Let's get out of here, please. Tom, I'll see you later. This is the last time I'm going to warn you, Harding. If you don't stay away from oh, me, I'll... Oh, shut up. You're drunk again. Talking that sort. You're not going to kill anybody. I'll see you later, Anne. Come on, Brian. Let's go now. Would you mind talking to me? I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, hello. Why don't you just look the other way? That's what I'm doing. Maybe it's because I want to see Tom Harding get what's coming to him. You don't like Mr. Harding? Well, no. He considers himself the world's most attractive man. Well, that's silly. I'm the world's most attractive man. <laughs> How nice. I'm the world's most attractive woman. Well, what a couple we'd make. You like to know my name? I know you. You're Richard Rogue. Been reading my mail. No, but you're a very famous person. I've seen your picture in the paper lots of times. Society page, of course. Was it? I don't remember. Well, that's thoughtful of you. What's your name? Lucia Logan. Should I know it? Not unless you're looking for a secretary. That's what I am. Like to ride? Love it. Some of my best friends are horses. You're lucky. Some of my best friends are skunks. Want to go for an early morning ride with me tomorrow? Mm, tomorrow we greet the dawn on horseback and... Uh, yeah? I'll wear a coat to keep me warm, Richard. Ah, uh, you know, Lucia, darling, this scene uh, brings out the Gene Autry in me. Yes, sir, if I had my guitar, I'd sing for you, so help me. Oh, bury me not on the lone prairie. <laughs> yeah, this is for me, baby. Yep, someday I'm going to save enough money to buy me a ranch out here, and then I'm through with the crowded city. Yep. Me for the wide open spaces, with my dogs and my horses and... And a pretty little partner to cook and sow. And, and milk uh... the cows and throw down the hay into the horses' stalls uh, and... I'm not listening anymore. Oh? What's ever happened to the pioneer woman? Richard, look. Hmm? Where? Over there, where I'm pointing. There's a man lying there. Huh? Yeah. Come on. He's hurt. Must have been thrown from his horse or something. Yeah. Well, take it easy, then. Whoa, boy. Whoa, whoa. Settle down. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Oh, no. This couldn't happen to me. Who is it, Richard? It's Tom Harding, baby. Stay on your horse. Is he unconscious? No. He's been shot. He's dead. <laughs> As I was saying, before Jim Doyle put in that pitch for Fitch, when the great outdoors called me down to the L7 Dude Ranch on the desert for a two-week vacation, I didn't expect to meet a dream girl like Lucia Logan. And I didn't expect to hear a writer, Brian Mills, threaten to kill his friend, Tom Harding, if he didn't stay away from his wife, Anne. 
And I didn't expect to make a discovery which Lucia and I made on a sunrise horseback ride the next morning. We were just riding along, enjoying the dawn, when we saw the body of a man lying on the floor of the desert. I reached the body first. Who is it, Richard? It's Tom Harding, baby. Stay on your horse. Is he unconscious? No. He's been shot. He's dead. Oh, Richard. He was murdered and there's no gun here. Oh, why do things like this always happen to me? Oh, Richard, let's get back to the ranch. I'm scared. There's nothing to be scared of. The guy's dead. But whoever shot him might still be around here, Richard. Whoever shot him never was around here, baby. There's not a footprint in sight. And he was shot from long range, if I'm any good at my business. But it's just getting light. You remember last night, baby? Remember the moonlight? (laughs) It didn't even take good shooting to kill this guy. Sheriff Kane, I take it from the badge. That's right. I just got back from looking at that body you found for me this morning. Yeah. He was shot with a 3220 rifle, a deer gun. No kidding. Wow. Have you figured out where the killer was when he did the shooting? My boys are checking. You uh, going to help me out on this case, Rogue? I'm on a vacation. Well, I can use any help you want to give me. I'll swear you in as a deputy. No, no, no. No thanks, Kane. Believe me, I want no part of it. I'm up here for a rest, and I'm going to have it. Well, let me know if you change your mind. I sure will. Oh, by the way, any ideas on who would want to kill Hardy? I just got here yesterday afternoon. I don't know anything about the guy. But you heard his life threatened yesterday at the swimming pool, didn't you? Oh, you know about that, huh? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know how much you weren't going to cooperate, Rogue. Well, I knew somebody would tell you. Now, just leave me out of it, Kane. I pass. Well, sorry. I'll see you later, Rogue. Mind if I sit here with you for dinner, Richard? Well, hello. I've been looking for you, Luscious Lucia. Have a chair. You've been avoiding me. I've been avoiding everybody. I'm on a vacation. I don't want to get mixed up in that murder. You know, everybody thinks Mr. Mills did it. What do you mean, everybody thinks so? Well, I think so. He threatened to kill Tom. You heard him. Well, how about Mrs. Mills? She was having trouble with Harding, too, wasn't she? Yes, but I still think it was that drunken husband of hers. Oh, well, you do, huh? Yeah. You want a tip from me, baby? What? Don't be going around having hunches about murders. And if you have them, shut up about them. Stay out of it. Well, the sheriff won't let anybody leave the ranch. You came here for a week, didn't you? How about a ride in the morning? We didn't get very far with that one this morning, did we? (laughs) Mr. Rogue? Yeah? Oh, hello, Mills. Could I see you for a moment, Mr. Rogue? Well, I'd like to eat my dinner if they ever serve it. Oh, perhaps later. What do you want to see me about, Mills? In your professional capacity, Mr. Rogue. I'm not in my professional capacity. Could I drop by your cabin later this evening? Sure, if you can walk that far, I'll be there. Thank you. My goodness, you're popular. Just like being with a movie star. Uh, yeah, yeah. How about that horseback ride in the morning? Want to try it again? Hmm, I'd love to. Such exciting things happen when I go for rides with you. Ah, 
Come in. Oh, hello, Mills. Come in. My wife is with me, Rogue. Huh? Well, how do you do, Mrs. Mills? Hello. Oh, wait a minute. I'll get these bottles off the chair and we can all sit down. These cabins weren't built for entertaining large parties, were they? No. No, they weren't. Oh. Well, now that we're uh, all comfortable, Mills, what do you want to see me about? And the answer is no. Please, Mr. Rogue, you don't even know what Brian was going to say. You want me to get mixed up with the murder of Tom Harding, right? Yes, I do, Rogue. And I'm willing to pay you well for your time. I'm not interested. You see, this is the first vacation I've taken for about three Rogue, years. Rogue, I'm being persecuted. That hick sheriff, he's, he's been hounding me. Sheriff Kane seems to be a pretty astute officer. Did you kill Harding Mills? No, he didn't. He was with me all that evening, all that night. I told the sheriff that. Brian was never out of my sight. My wife can give me a perfect alibi, Rogue. I'm not the sort of man who kills people, and I'm not going to be hounded by a country sheriff. Look, Mills, I'm sorry if you're being hounded, but I'm on a vacation, so you, I don't... You, want... you must protect my husband, Mr. Rogue. He's not a murderer. The sheriff suspects him because he and Harding had words yesterday. I heard the words. One of them was kill. You threatened to kill Harding, didn't you, Mills? He was annoying my wife. Why, nobody would have ever heard of him if it hadn't been for me. A writer. <laughs> Couldn't even write home for money. Harding was a horrible pest, Mr. Rogue. He wouldn't let me alone. Yeah, so I've heard. Oh, uh, just what was the relationship between the two of you and Tom Harding? Uh, he and I have been collaborating on plays for years. He, uh, he was engaged to Anne when I married her a year ago. Since then, he's been giving us nothing but trouble. I never loved him, but I couldn't convince him of that. And I know one thing. My husband didn't kill him. I'll give you $500 to work on this case for me, Rogue. What do you expect me to do? Find the real murderer. Protect me. Convince that stupid sheriff I couldn't have killed Harding. All right, give me the 500 You got it with you? Yeah. Yeah, I got it with me. Okay, now here's what I'll do. I'll try to locate the real murderer. Whether it's you or whoever it is. And when I find him, I'll turn him over to the sheriff. Understand? Yes. But, Rogue, I didn't kill Tom Harding. Recognize that deep voice there? Gerald Moore. He played Philip Marlowe on The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. And the other guy, of course, Dick Powell. He was uh, Richard Diamond, private detective. That was his most famous role. This was sort of a warm-up, you know? He played... Richard Rogue on Rogue's Gallery. Very similar to Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Good series. And uh, we'll get back to it in just a moment. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, this is Hollywood 360 across hundreds of radio stations coast to coast, plus American Forces Radio. Lisa, your voice is being beamed all over the world on American Forces Radio. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, I, I think that it's more about how you feel about it, because apparently it, it matters to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mrs. Wolf, how do you feel about Beaming across the entire globe. You know, you do the same thing whether it's one person listening or a million people. Listening. That's right. It's the same show no matter who's out there. You know, we get the greatest texts. Our listeners text us all throughout the show and and email us. And it's just really great. We love hearing from our listeners. We love hearing what you want us to play. And, and we've been talking to them on the phone. I know some yeah. people like to sign up for the Classic Radio Club or the podcast by calling. Um, They may not have a computer or they may feel more comfortable just calling in and giving their credit card number on the phone. And if that's the case, we have the answer for you. Yeah, you can call. It's 815-900-7535. Right, and if you call in tonight, Carl, or I will call you back and give you all the information and help you to sign up right over the phone. That's right, 815-900-7535. And our official website is hollywood360radio.com. When you're there, make sure you sign up for the free newsletter. Uh, We just sent the uh, February newsletter out to everyone, but you can get your newsletter by just going to hollywood360radio.com. Signing up, it's free. You will get our full schedule. Each and every month, you'll be sent a new newsletter, and that newsletter has the schedule of all the shows we're airing, like Boston Blackie and The Shadow and Jack Benny and Rogue's Gallery, which we're listening to right now. Dick Powell stars as Richard Rogue. This is called Blood on the Sand, December 13th, 1945. Here's the conclusion to Rogue's Gallery. I don't know what it is about money that frays my immoral fiber, but when the man handed me those nice, crisp hundred-dollar bills, all my bad intentions about enjoying my vacation disappeared like friends when I'm broke. After Brian Mills and his glamorous wife left, I smoked a cigarette and turned in. I was going riding at dawn. And when I got to the stables next morning, Lucia wasn't there yet, but Mrs. Mills was. She was wearing a riding habit to which no horse nor man would ever say nay, and... Of all things, a pair of pigskin play shoes. Oh, very fetching and very peculiar. Oh, hello, Mr. Rogue. You off for a morning ride? Yes, I mentioned it last night, remember? Did you? Oh, I guess you did. I was so upset about Brian's trouble with the sheriff. You, you are going to help him, aren't you, Mr. Rogue? He's such a sweetheart and scandal would ruin him. Sure. Well, I took his money. I'm going to do what I can for him. I hope it's taught him a lesson. He has a terrible temper when he's drinking. He should never have caused that scene at the pool. You were the cause of that scene. What did Tom Harding have on you? Nothing. We used to be good friends, that's all. Oh, I see. You're not telling all you know, are you, Mrs. Mills? Mr. Rogue, I want you to promise me something. I'll listen. You said last night that... If you found incriminating evidence on my husband, you'd turn it over to the authorities. Yeah, sure I will. Please, Mr. Rogue, I have some money of my own. I want you to promise me that you'll... You'll tell me first if you find anything which makes you suspicious of Brian. Hey, I don't get it. 
I thought he had an ironclad alibi. He has. And besides, Brian couldn't kill anybody. I want to do everything I can to protect him from worry and persecution. Look, I know how you feel, Mrs. Mills. If your husband isn't guilty, don't worry. We'll keep him out of it. Hi, Richard. Uh, oh, hello there, beautiful. You know Mrs. Mills? Mm, we've met. Hello. Our horses are all ready. I've been out helping to saddle them. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I don't like this, Richard. Climbing mountains on horseback. What do you think of Mrs. Mills? I don't. There's a method in my madness, baby. I'm a working man today. You are? Who are you working for? Secret. You've decided to get mixed up in that murder, haven't you? Yep, something nice happened to me. That's what we're doing here at the spot where we located that body. I was siding in on this pile of rocks. Are you being mysterious? No, not especially. Today I'm being a detective. You see, Angel... Harding was shot with a deer gun. Everybody knows that. I'm no detective, and I know that. Okay, but do you know enough to figure out where the shot came from? By the way the body fell? I don't even care. I came out for a horseback ride, and I want to enjoy it. This is no fun, walking a horse up the side of a mountain. Well, we haven't far to go. Just stay with me a little longer. And to think I turned down a date with that nice-looking blonde boy from San Francisco this morning. Oh, look, are you going to stop, Beefing? Oh, boy. Why are you oh. stopping, Richard? Oh, I just want to look around here a little bit. Oh, boy. What are you looking for? I'm prospecting for lead, maybe with a copper jacket. Come on, we're walking from here. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, I I want to take a look behind that big rock up there. I'm going to be so stiff, I won't be able to dance tonight. Good. We'll set them all out someplace near the punch bowl. Oh, no. I'm going to be with that blonde boy from San Francisco. And if you so much as ask me for a dance, I'll... Oh. What's the matter? Look. Look there on the ground behind that bowler. Where? Oh, those little copper things. They're, they're shells, aren't they? They certainly are. Three empty shells. Hmm. 3220s. Look out, don't touch them. I want them for fingerprints. Do you think they're the shells that killed Tom Harding? Well, I'm willing to bet they are, baby. I think we just put the finger on a murderer. Richard? Yeah? Look down there. Where? Way over there on that next peak. The sun's flashing on something. Huh? Hmm? Oh. Oh, yeah, I, I see it. Hmm. Somebody is looking us over with a pair of field glasses, I think. Probably the murderer. He wouldn't like to see us looking around up here. What are you putting in your pocket? Another little souvenir. See? Oh. Get on, baby. Get on. That was a rifle bullet. Get on here behind this rock. And now we return to Rogue's Gallery with Dick Powell as private detective Richard Rogue. My thoughts were as bitter as a quinine sandwich as I ducked down behind that boulder and listened to the bullets sing. With the whole world to get killed in, why did Tom Harding have to pick out a dude ranch where I was sweating on a vacation? I reached into my pocket where I'd put the empty rifle bullets. The killer had fired at Harding, and they were there. I felt in my back pocket, and the other clue I had found was safe. I tried to pull Lucia down beside me just as I heard another bullet sing. 
Lucia screamed, and my heart did a handspring in my throat. Hmm? Oh, I'm shocked. Hmm? Richard, why did I ever come with you? Where did you get it? Where'd you get it? Let me see. Right here, in the shoulder. Well, get your hand away from there. Oh, you're not shot, youngster. You're not even bleeding. I'm not? Well, no. You must have just been hit with a chip of a rock or something, that's all. Now, come on, let's get out of here. Stay low now. I'll go first. Oh, if I ever get back to that ranch alive, Richard Rogue, and if you ever speak to me again... Oh, take it easy, baby. This will be something to tell our grandchildren about. Uh, Our grandchildren? Richard Rogue, I never want to see you again. We got back to our horses and got back to the ranch house all right. I made Lucia promise not to say a word to anybody until I had a chance to think this thing out. She promised. She would have promised anything to get rid of me. I went to my cabin to look over the stuff I'd found up there behind that boulder, and as I opened the door to my cabin... Oh! 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 Oh, I got it. Right behind the ear, as usual. I watched the stars go by for a while, and finally I grabbed on the tail of a comet and didn't let go until I was within dumping distance of cloud number eight. And there he was, my alter enemy, Ugor. <laughs> You're a little late tonight, Rogie. Yeah, oh, what happened? <laughs> Somebody wanted to know what you found up there on that mountain. You should have stuck to your vacation, Rogie. Well, well, whoever it was, I... I'm going to have them over a barrel in a few minutes. Oh, I got to get back there. Help me. (laughs) Oh, you better rest a while. I can't. So long, Midget. See you next week. So long, Rogie. Well, uh, I came to and felt my head. It was, oh, it was really caved in. Whoever hit me used a piece of firewood. I looked in my pants pocket. The the handkerchief I'd wrapped the empty cartridge in was gone. I grabbed it in my back pocket and it was there. That other little clue I'd picked up there behind that boulder. I staggered to my feet and... And I I headed for the main ranch house. I I saw the sheriff's car outside. I I wanted to talk with him. Rogue! Hey, hey, what's the matter? What's happened to you, man? Oh, nothing, nothing much. I somebody just battered my brains out, that's all. Oh. Yeah, I I want to talk with you, though. Come on. Uh, sure. Well, I, I I've been working on that murder for you. Oh, swell. Yeah, I I was hired by one of the suspects. Not Mills. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's that's the guy. Oh, he is guilty as the devil, Rogue. Uh, how do you figure? Motive. He mm. had a double-barreled one. First, Harding had been making up to his wife. Second, Harding and Mills had drawn up partnership papers, providing that if either one of them died, the other would be sole owner of anything they were working on. Yeah? Sure. I've been checking on them through the L.A. police. They've got a play that every picture company is bidding for and every Broadway producer is interested in, a gold mine. Well, now that Harding's dead, the play is the sole property of Mills. <laughs> Those two motives good enough for you? Well, how about his alibi? 
His wife said he was never out of her sight. If that's true, he couldn't possibly have killed Harding. Well, I got a call from his wife telling me to meet her at their cabin at noon. That's going to be the end of that alibi, I think. She sounded nervous and scared. Uh, I'm going over there now. Uh, going with me? Sure. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, uh, I found the place where the killer waited for Harding to keep his date to be killed. Oh, you, you did, huh? Yeah, and I also found the casings from the bullets that killed him. Well, where are they? A- any fingerprints? Uh, somebody just knocked my brains out and took them from me. Oh, uh, how long ago? Well, it must have been a half an hour. Ah, uh, that's what you get for not cooperating with me, Rogue. You've cost me... Uh, uh, oh. Hey, that came from the mill's cabin. Come on. Right with you. Mrs. Mills. I killed him. I killed my husband. Yeah. Yeah, you sure have. Hey, what what happened? He had that rifle. He was going to kill me. Why was he going to kill you? Lock the door, Kane. Oh, yeah. Now look, Mrs. Mills. You'll have to get a hold of yourself. Why was your husband going to kill you? Because I knew I was going to tell the sheriff he wasn't with me last night. He was drinking. He took that rifle and left before Tom Harding was killed. I told him I couldn't go on lying. Oh, that's why you sent for me. You were going to break his alibi. Yes. He killed Tom. He was boasting about it to me. Oh, poor Brian. I loved him, but I couldn't... Oh, is, that, uh, is that rifle there, thirty-two twenty, Sheriff? Mm-hmm. It's the murder gun, all right. Well... Looks like this case is all wrapped up, Rogue. I'm sorry, Mrs. Mills. Now, look, Sheriff. This case is all wrapped up, all right, but not the way you think. Hmm? Mills never killed anybody. Why? Well, what do you mean? I mean, Mrs. Mills missed something when she beat my brains out and shook me down for those cartridges a while ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you'd I... better have something to back that up, Rogue. If I haven't, I'll take the rap. Look, Kane. You see those fancy ladies' cowboy boots over there in the corner? Yeah. Get away from them! Uh, hold, 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 hold. I got her. Bang those boots over here, Kane. Let go of me! Okay, Rogue. How about letting me in on it? Well, half the heel's gone off the left boot, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Let go of me! If you don't stand still, Mrs. Mills, they're going to slug you. I've got that broken boot heel right here in my pocket, Kane, and I had a witness when I found it this afternoon. Up there behind that boulder where Mrs. Mills here waited for Tom Harding to keep his date with her and a couple of slugs from a 3220. Well, that's the end of the story. Mrs. Mills didn't want her husband, and she didn't want her old boyfriend. She just wanted to own that play everybody was fighting for. So when her husband threatened her boyfriend, she went into action. She invited Tom Harding to a rendezvous on the desert and shot him to death. And then when her husband was suspected of the crime, she gave him an alibi. So she could kill him later and swear it was self-defense. She would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for that half of boot heel. The minute I saw it lying there behind that boulder, I thought of her western riding habit that morning and the pigskin play shoes. That started my massive intellect to work, and... Uh, <laughs> Of course, when that happened, that was all. I also remembered the faint odor of her expensive perfume just before that log knocked my brains out. And, uh, well, after the excitement was over and I had combed the lump out of my hair, I went over to see Luscious Lucia. Oh, you. Hello, dear. I just thought I'd drop over. I told you I never wanted to see you again. 
Oh, well, she was a little on the chubby side anyway. You know what I mean? This is Dick Polligan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Believe me, Richard Rogue is the only man who ever made money on a dude ranch vacation. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our story. Ray Buffum wrote it. Leith Stevens composed and conducted the music and D. Engelbach produced and directed. Don't forget now, we all have got a date next Thursday night. We're going to do a little story about murder, arson, and the lovely lady. We call it Fortune and Furs. So make a date with us, will you? Thanks for listening and good night, all. Now here's Jim Doyle. Don't forget to tune in again next Thursday, same time. Oh, uh, and by the way, be sure to see Dick Powell in his newest RKO picture, Cornered, at your local theater soon. And as I was saying, don't forget to tune in again next Thursday, same time, same station, when you will again hear Dick Powell as Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery. Remember, if dandruff is your problem, ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Removes dandruff the first time it is used. Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo is the only shampoo whose guarantee to remove dandruff is backed by one of the world's largest insurance companies. This statement can be made by no other shampoo. Ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo at your drug or toilet goods counter, barber or beauty shop. Fitch is spelled F-I-T-C-H. a catchy little tune there, isn't it? You know, it gets your head bobbing a little bit like What do you think, Lisa? Yeah, when you don't know the words, though, it, it's... Well, I know. Fitz, shampoo. I know that part yeah, of it. Right. That's uh, Rogue's Gallery, Blood on the Sand, starring Dick Powell, sponsored by Fitch... Shampoo, you got to be careful when you're saying that. Fitch Shaving Cream is heard on Mutual, December 13, 1945. And uh, Dick Powell played this part for a couple of seasons and then moved over to play Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Although the show continued with Barry Sullivan as Richard Rogue. And then in 1950, it was revived again for two seasons starring... Chester Morris. And Chester Morris, of course, played Boston Blackie in the movies and a little bit on radio. So uh, three actors played uh, Richard Rogue. I don't know if I have any of the Chester Morris or Barry Sullivan Rogue's Gallery shows. I should check in my library. Maybe we'll play one here on Hollywood 360. Would that work for you, Lisa? Yeah, a little variety is always good. Yeah. All right. And uh, Gerald Moore was in that cast. Uh, Jim Doyle did the announcing. And Leith Stevens uh, composed and conducted the music. Also, Peter Leeds in the in the cast there. All right, that's Rogue's Gallery time for this month in music history. All right, and this is a song from the 1980s. This is um, Power of Love. That's right. By Huey Lewis in the news. Right, written for the film. Um, 1985. Was it? Uh, Come on, you know this. 48 uh, Cops or uh, Beverly Hills Cop? No, you know this, Carl. I don't know. You know this movie, and you know that this song is in the movie. And it also gave the band their first number one hit because of the movie. Mm. I can't remember. What was it? 
Back to the Future. All right. right. Back to the Future. All yeah, definitely. Right. Michael J. Fox. That's right. I love, I love Huey Lewis in the news. I know you do. Yeah, they're great. This is Man. a little catchy too, and you can bob your head to this one all you want. I'm too tired. I'm <laughs> too tired to bob. Mike, Mike's falling asleep in there. He probably had too warm of a bubble bath earlier today. <laughs> I think it was all the pizza. Adding too much pizza. Uh, yeah, the pizza. <laughs> That'll do it. All right, let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, Lisa, that's a wrap. What do you think of that? I'm uh, ready to wrap, and uh, we'll be back What next color week. is the wrapping paper? Uh, whatever color you'd like it to be, Carl. Um, Red and blue and white, because I'm very patriotic. Blue. There you go. All right, next week, right here on Hollywood 360, it's Arch Obler's Plays, The Great Gildersleeve, Mr. President, The Lineup, and X minus one. Be sure to visit our official website at Hollywood360radio.com. And uh, Bubble Bath, hope you have a nice week. You too. Um, be sure to visit our official website. I said that already, didn't I? <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> from, our, from our co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Bubble Bath Costella, my crabby brother, Vince Samari. Uh, This is Carl Amari saying, stay safe, be healthy, and thanks for listening. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.